Welcome to Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki. Over the next hour, you will learn about the connection of mind, body, and spirit. Now, here is Christine. Welcome to the Ignited Goddess Show. I'm Christine Duraki, your host. I am an Ayurvedic health coach, yoga practitioner, and I've been in the beauty industry for over 30 years. On the show, we'll talk about health, wellness, and beauty in the mind, body, and soul. Today, my guest is Dr. Jamil Sayedj. He is an international spiritual wisdom teacher, energy healer, life transformation coach, integrative naturopathic physician, and the host of Transformation Starts Today podcast. He works with leaders, champions, and high performers from all walks of life, including world champion athletes, best-selling authors, entrepreneurs, business professionals, and more. All to experience more peace, happiness, and fulfillment, and create an extraordinary life without regret. I am so excited. Transformation starts today. Welcome. Thank How you are so you? I am doing beautifully today. Thank you so much for having me and to all of our listeners for taking the time to be with us. All yes. my love and excited to be on this journey with you today. Yes, I'm so excited. So tell us a little bit about you. I, I gave you a little bit of a welcome, but I'd love to hear some more because, you know, it's so interesting and fascinating to me. Thank you. I'd be happy to. Just big picture for our listeners. Thank you for the bio read. And ultimately, I'm somebody who loves people. I love seeing people thrive. I love seeing people lit up and in love with not only their lives, but in love with themselves and seeing them feeling fulfilled and that they feel like their life is meaningful. And I have found that many people don't have that as their day-to-day experience. And so I've made it my life's journey and mission over the last 20 years and for the rest of my time on this planet to do everything I can to learn how to support people. And that journey has taken me in the realm of business coaching, relationship coaching, you know, mental, emotional side of coaching, but then it's taking me in the medical route, going to medical school in Arizona, spending five years over there, learning the physical component of healing. And then it continued to broaden and it went into the energetic component, studying Reiki, which is a Japanese form of energy healing, as well as Ho'omana, which is a Hawaiian form of energy healing, and spending years in those two modalities and just being able to facilitate and be a part of miraculous healings with people And it's just been such a privilege and an honor to be on that journey with people. And so that's the big picture. I'm from New York, born and raised over here. Like I said, I went to med school uh, in Arizona for five years. And before we started recording, we talked about some travels. And uh, Mm -hmm. traveling for me is going to be something huge in my future. I didn't get to do it as much when I was younger. So so very much excited for that. And just, you know, I'm a lover of life and doing what I can every day to squeeze the juice out of it and make the most of the moment. I love that. A lover of life. Me too. I um I did a little bit of Reiki. Yeah. And now you you have two different realms. Like you have been a naturopathic doctor and now you've kind of transitioned to spiritual or do they are you working them hand in hand? I mean, they're they're different but they're they kind of can go together. Yeah, I see actually all of them in a way as the same thing. And this is what mm. I mean by that. So when I think of healing, I think of healing as wholeness. And I think of each of us having four aspects, let's say, to our being or our nature. We have a physical, an emotional, a mental, and a spiritual. And it's like a it's like a you know, a three-legged, it's a four-legged stool, but from a three-legged stool metaphor, if you pull one leg out, the whole thing falls over. So if you've got four aspects to your being, but one aspect is really in a rough spot, it's gonna negatively impact your experience of life. And so somebody might have brilliant physical health, but for whatever the reason, their emotional health or their mental health is not where it needs to be. But even in the saying of that, what's occurring for me is, would they really have the brilliant physical health? You know, if their mental, emotional, or spiritual wasn't dialed in as well, they usually all go together. And so when I think about coaching, sorry, prior to that, naturopathic medicine, the foundation of it is getting to the root cause. So if, if anyone's not sure what it is, just think of it like conventional medicine, coupled with holistic medicine, where you learn everything a conventional physician, a medical doctor, or an osteopathic MD or DO learns, but then you mm-hmm. also learn all this, all the nutrition, the acupuncture, the, the traditional Chinese medicine, the Ayurvedic, the, the herb, herbalism, things of that nature, homeopathy, chiropractic kind of adjustments. 
and you get it's like you get all this in one training. And to when I was younger, that was everything I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But just like with my coaching, coaching is the same. I want to get into the root cause of what's actually going on. So the person shows up and I might say, you know, what would you love to create today? Or what would you, what do you want to work on? And they might say, well, this is what's going on. Now I know in their mind, that's right. Like that's what's mm-hmm. going on. But I also know there's probably something much deeper and that's more of like a superficial symptom, not superficial in the sense that it's not important, but it's like, it's, it's the surface level and there's something much deeper that's causing it. And then mm-hmm. if we get to the cause, we deal with it forever. But if we only deal with the superficial, it'll come back in another form. But that's the same thing in a medical component. If you go to see a healthcare practitioner and they don't understand the root cause of what's going on, you'll get a, a medication, let's say, that's more of a Band-Aid fix. It's palliative. You feel better, but then the problem comes back. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes medication is you know, life-saving and very important. And sometimes it's last resort, not what you do first. And so when I think of the coaching side, the mental and emotional side, the spiritual side, it's all aimed towards wholeness and it's all aspects of like the toolkit. And it's what does this person need right now? What's the aspect of that, of the four aspects of their being that needs that tune-up, let's say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always ask, are you being true like to yourself and are you telling the truth to yourself? What is the truth? And it's kind of the same thing, like, because so many times we will not be completely honest with ourselves, or we don't do something because we don't want to hurt somebody's feeling, but it's not true to us. And those things sit in our body, I feel like, and can cause illness. Do you feel that, do you agree with that? Absolutely. You know, a similar question I ask, which is a derivative of what you just shared, are you being the you that you believe you should be being? Mm, that's a good <laughs> one. Yeah. So, you know, if somebody is sitting there and it's a beautiful question, yours and mine, because it, they're pointing to the same thing. Every one of our listeners have heard what you said and what I said. If they just mm-hmm. ask themselves that question, an answer will come up immediately. Mm-hmm. Yes. Our body out, doesn't lie. <laughs> there's going to be like a contraction feeling if it's a no. There's going to be like this knowing of, oh, I kind of don't want to answer that. Or, oh, it kind of feels heavy. Or I'm not sure. Because if it was a yes, you'd know. Mm, yes. The yes, there's a lightness. If there's a yes, there's like an of course. There's this mm-hmm. feeling of the question almost doesn't even make sense. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know if it's true, and I've often found that when people I've worked, I've been really privileged to work with some very, from a business and financial perspective, very successful people, and very often they'll have what it seems to be everything you could possibly want to be happy, but they don't have themselves. And so they don't have themselves, they feel that void. And because they feel that void, because they're not actually being true to themselves, they know they're not happy doing what they're doing, but they've got some story why they need to keep doing it. Exactly. That inner internal resistance often creates symptoms. So now they have manifestation of disease, let's say physically, but it starts in the mental, the emotional. And so really quick, there's just a question for all of our listeners. You can check in with yourself. A couple questions. One is, am I happy? That doesn't mean am I happy all the time because nobody is, but am I mm-hmm. happy? And if I'm not happy, what do I think would need to change in my mm-hmm. world? Where am I not showing up as that truest expression of me? Where am I out of integrity with me? And if I can restore that integrity, it's incredible how quickly vibrancy, vitality, and health returns to the system. So, but now sometimes I feel like our feelings can change. And our feelings can almost lie to us, but our actual physical body doesn't. Like that feedback that our body's giving us is um, is different than an actual feeling. And I don't know if I'm saying it clear enough or if that makes sense to you, but do you feel that feelings can change? And even though that that question that you just asked was so profound and and huge and makes so much sense to me, I also feel like sometimes if we get something that makes us happy right in this moment, it's not the actual truth. And it goes more to the question that you, or the thing that you said in the beginning, it was like that deeper root cause. And I think that superficial, oh yeah, this is making me happy right now. How can we tell our listeners like to dig deeper 
and find things? Do you have a, a method that you do? Because that's how your real transformation happens. Like that, that you're saying you're, you're digging and you're finding that root cause. How, how can our listeners do that? Like, is there, do you have a technique or do you have a suggestion um, someplace that they can start? Yeah. So I'd say that, you know, there was a comment you made that our feelings can lie to us. And I come from a space of not that I disagree with it, but it's that it is a different take on it. I come from a space of, we live in the feeling of our thinking. Mm. And the idea is that whatever you're feeling in the moment is valid and it's real for you, but it's real for you given whatever it is you're perceiving and believing at the time to be true. Mm. So if I feel angry, sad, whatever I'm feeling, there's a reason for it. You don't feel something for no reason. So if I'm feeling something, I might not be conscious of it though. So if I'm feeling something and rather than judge myself for it, I just pause and reflect on it. I'm frustrated right now. I'm angry. What's this about? Is there something deeper here? And when you go down that rabbit hole of just being curious, not from a judgmental way, you're not using that as a tool to go against yourself. You're just wondering. And what you'll often find out is, oh, I'm believing this about what that person said or did, or I'm believing that about whatever the situation, how it unfolded. And almost always, whatever you're believing isn't true. It's just a perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's one perspective of many. And the one that you either consciously or unconsciously chose in quotes, that's resulting in this ex like end product of this experience. There's input and there's output. Mm -hmm. And very often we're not even aware of the input that went in, but we experience the output. And so, like you said, there's happiness. And then let's say a distinction might be versus pleasure. You get something that you wanted and you experience temporary pleasure, but it may not last. Right. And so if we're looking for this lingering happiness that never goes away, mm -hmm. I don't think that that's what people should be striving for. And I can explain more after our break. Great. Thank you. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Ignited Goddess offers a professional and personalized eight-week radiant health course designed for women. This online course consists of custom-designed modules based on the principles of Ayurveda and yoga with an emphasis on mind, body, and soul to support well-being and a healthy lifestyle. Clients are rewarded with a renewed sense of beauty and life-changing results. Participants in the course meet twice a week online in a group environment. The program starts with personal, one-on-one -on -one individual consultation with each client. Each weekly course offers creative building blocks to strengthen a healthy foundation towards better health and well-being. For more information on Ignited Goddess and details regarding the Radiant Health Course, visit ignitedgoddess.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki. Have a question for Christine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Ignited Goddess Show. I'm your host, Christine Duraki. We are here with Dr. Jamil Zayed. Together, we will take an ignited awareness pause. So wherever you are, if you're not driving, you can close your eyes. If you are driving, please come back to the show and have a listen. You can take your middle finger and start tapping on the center of your forehead. And then just start to notice your breath. Notice the inhale and the exhale. Breathe a little bit deeper. Maybe for the count to four, breathing in and then breathing out for the count to four. Continue breathing for the count of four in and breathing for the count of four out. And just notice how your body is feeling. If there's any feedback, 
that your body's giving you right now in this moment. And then go ahead and open your eyes. And we are back with Dr. Jamil. And back to that big question that we were talking about feelings and how they're changeable. Absolutely. And so thank you for leading us through that. That was great. Thanks. Feeling ignited. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling ignited, and, yeah. yeah. And, and so given that just it's obviously it's a short time frame that we have, and this could be hours of a conversation, but yes. to make it as practical as possible for our listeners, recognize that thoughts come and go. Feelings, emotions come and go. Mm-hmm. You are not that which comes and goes. You're what remains. Now, what often causes our challenges is we identify with things that change. So we think that because maybe you have something external to you, it's a car, it's a home, maybe there's a person in your life. And because you think you have that person or that thing, you also think it's going to be permanent. It's going to last forever. But in the physical world, nothing lasts forever. Everything's mm-hmm. impermanent. And so if we make that a problem, then we, then we latch on, we get clingy. And when that happens, it's almost like trying to you know, have uh, sand or water in your hand, then you squeeze it and it all comes out. The more mm-hmm. you clip it, the more it goes away. And so in that sense, if you didn't cling, if you just allowed yourself to be in the moment and experience whatever you're experiencing, knowing, as the old expression says, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling sad right now, and I don't like that I'm feeling sad, I often perpetuate the sadness. If I'm feeling angry and then I judge myself because I'm not supposed to feel angry, now I'm angry that I'm angry. Mm-hmm. But if I can just let myself feel whatever I'm feeling, saying, you know what, I'm feeling angry right now. And then, like I said before, I can get curious. I wonder what's this about. But I don't make it a problem. I let it just kind of flow through my system. And then relatively quick, because thought always changes, whatever the thought you were thinking that was really creating that anger will leave and a new mm-hmm. thought will come in. And when the new thought comes in, the anger passes. Just like, and everyone's experienced this. You've had a moment where you've been angry. The doorbell rang unexpectedly. The phone rang unexpectedly. And it was somebody that you didn't want to be angry with. And you were, there you were yelling. And then you stopped, you grabbed the phone. Oh, hi, <laughs> how are you doing? And then you talk for like five minutes. And when you get off, you don't feel angry anymore. How did you just shift that quickly? Because yeah, you got energy shift. It's yeah. just like you weren't consciously aware of it in the moment. So rather than I want to be happy the rest of my life, what if it's almost like I want to feel whatever I'm feeling. And if you just allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling, it passes quicker. One of my mentors shared with me this line a while back. The key to being happy always is to be happy feeling whatever you feel. Mm. And if, you're, if you allow that to be the case, then more often than not, peace is your experience so rather than happiness, which might be associated with like a giddiness or an excitement, it's more of a, like a, a stability. There's like this peace of mind, there's a presence that's there. Mm-hmm. It's, very, it's almost like very healing, it's very calming. And then you'll experience your happiness, your, your highs, your excitement. And when you've got your sadness, your anger, you get curious about it. You mm-hmm. play with it, you make it bad and wrong. I think when people try to like positive think their way through it, and only think of one side of the equation, you're denying a whole aspect of who you are, of your Yeah, being. we need both, yeah. Both. It's like a yin and yang has a light and a dark side. Rather than play on one side or the other, what if you were on that line in the middle and you embrace both sides? Another way of saying it from a union psychology perspective is you're going to integrate the shadow and you're going to mm-hmm. be with both, recognizing it's all one circle. It's all one. And if you can mm-hmm. be with all of you, we said earlier, healing is wholeness. Mm-hmm. Be with, like Carl Jung said, something to the extent of we don't become enlightened by like, you know, dancing in the light, but by, you know, shining a light and embracing our shadows, by embracing our shadow, our darkness, by mm-hmm. seeing both sides. Very often we make ourselves bad and wrong for feeling what we feel if we don't like it, if it's not comfortable. Yeah. And I think that's just the recipe for per, per, uh, perpetuating it. Yeah, I, um, I've been trying to practice to the, this theory that I heard. Um, I can't remember who who said it, but I've been really trying to practice, just let them. And so the way uh, our this unfolded for us happening was because the person who I was supposed to have this day on today couldn't do it for, you know, very good reasons, but I was a little like frantic. I felt like, then I was like, no, 
something better is going to happen, you know? And shortly after that, you emailed me. And sometimes it's so hard for us as humans to be like, okay, no, this is the energy they're supposed to, this isn't, the other person wasn't supposed to come on today. You were supposed to come on today for our listeners, for me, for you. You know, there's, there, this is what the divine, the universe wanted, you know, and I think we stop that flow sometimes because we want to manipulate or control and we don't we don't do it in a bad way but i could have very easily been like no you told me you were going to be on and now you you know show up you have to do that and but i didn't i you know i was like hmm, i know something better is going to happen and i think when we can trust like i mean it's sometimes it's hard to trust like when we're in scenarios like that we we want something to be a certain way. I mean, it's just, it's, I think, just a normal human tendency, but we can be so much better and happier if we don't resist what's supposed to happen. Like, believe that that blockage or obstacle is really to our benefit. Yeah, there's a, um, there's a fun word to play with in that for our, our listeners, supposed to. And supposed to, yes. Whenever I hear clients tell me that, it's like, according to whom? And, <laughs> right. And when we come from the space of, if, if I, if like right now I'm in New York and it's, you know, clear skies, but let's say it was raining. Mm -hmm. And I say, Christine, I'm so angry right now. And you say, why are you so angry? And I go, because it's raining outside. Mm -hmm. And you might say, and? And I might say, well, it's not supposed to be raining. And you go, why not? Well, because I was supposed to have all these activities I was going to do outside, and now I can't do those things, so my day is ruined. But then you talk to somebody up the street, and they look really happy. And you say, you seem so happy. And they go, I am. And you say, why are you happy? Because it's raining outside. <laughs> you say, end. And they go, the most precious resource on the planet is falling from the sky for free. My car's getting washed. The plants are getting water. This is amazing. It's going to be so green. And you sit there and you go, how is the rain causing one person to be angry and one person to be happy? And the answer is the rain doesn't do any of those things because rain can't do that. But we do it because we think something's supposed to happen. We have an inner narrative. We have a story. So mm -hmm. we believe something. That's like the thought side of it. And the feeling follows. And again, we're not always conscious of it. But when I say it's not supposed to be raining, but what's the reality? It is raining. So if mm -hmm. it is raining, it's supposed to be raining. And if I fight that, it only makes my experience of life harder. Like life doesn't care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. ourselves? What if we trusted? There's a Steve Jobs quote in a commencement speech he did at Stanford. Anyone can listen to it on YouTube. And he says, you know, it's easy to connect the dots looking backwards, but we can't do it looking forward. So you have to have faith in something, whether it's God, universe, source, whether it's just life or whether it's just yourself that you'll figure mm -hmm. it out. But there needs to be some degree of trust that the dots are going to connect going forward and make sense in hindsight, just like they, they do right now when you look back. Mm -hmm. And so what if we were to say, I have a 100% track record that I've gotten through every single challenge I've ever had in my life because the evidence is I'm here right now. Mm -hmm. If anything I'm currently, anything that I haven't gotten through yet, I'm in the process of getting through it. And the future is not going to be any different. So every challenge you have right now, there will be a solution. Everything that's you're not sure what to do, you'll figure it out. And if you can just trust yourself, trust spirit, trust God, trust universe, whatever you want to call that. But if you have that level of trust, you can live with faith. You can move forward. Mm -hmm. And it's what happens, like when you said, oh, the guest I had scheduled needed to reschedule or cancel, it'll be great either way. Mm -hmm. either, I, either I have the time off or I do a solo episode or I'll get a different guest. Right, exactly, I'll, right. I'll make it work. But it's easy to to like, get in your head, be like, oh my gosh, now what am I going to do? And, Absolutely. Um, but I just listened to that, that speech again. It's so funny because I feel like energetically you meet the right people, you know, and, um, and energy is a huge topic. Yeah. I would love to talk to you about that if possible when Absolutely. we come back from our break. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I think that would be wonderful. There is a, I'm going to preface this then before we get into our break. So yes. for all of the listeners, please 
hear where I'm coming from when I say that when I began my journey, you know, it was all in more of a conventional mindset around what I thought science was. And so mm-hmm. a lot of the energy stuff that I didn't understand, I thought that, that that's all like, you know, woo-woo stuff. That's all BS. <laughs> but it is so real. And when I finally figured that out and had the direct experience of it, it's mir- miraculous things happen. So when we come back from our break, I strongly encourage you, show up open-minded mm-hmm. and just being willing to entertain the possibility that what we talk about might be true. Okay. Well, I'm open to it. We'll be right back with Dr. Jamil. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Ignited Goddess offers a professional and personalized eight-week radiant health course designed for women. This online course consists of custom-designed modules based on the principles of Ayurveda and yoga with an emphasis on mind, body, and soul to support well-being and a healthy lifestyle. Clients are rewarded with a renewed sense of beauty and life-changing results. Participants in the course meet twice a week online in a group environment. The program starts with personal, one-on-one individual consultation with each client. Each weekly course offers creative building blocks to strengthen a healthy foundation towards better health and well-being. For more information on Ignited Goddess and details regarding the Radiant Health Course, visit ignitedgoddess.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki. Have a question for Christine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Ignited Goddess Show. I'm your host, Christine Duraki. Thank you so much for listening. We are here with Dr. Jamil, and we are going to talk about miracles and energy. Two big, big, very, very big topics, but I think we can have a lot of discussion. That's fun and open-minded. Absolutely. And so I'd love to begin with a quote that I came up with this quote years ago, and it just landed for me one day, and I just said, I like that. And the quote is, science is, uh, not science, I already butchered it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Magic is science not yet understood. Hmm, I love that. Because if something, it either works or it doesn't. If something works, there's science to it. It's just that we don't understand it. And so, for example, you know, if I have a cell phone and here's this little box and I go back in time 500 years and I go to some king and I just say, with this box, you can speak to somebody on the other side of the planet in a country that maybe you don't even know exists. And the king says, is the person in the box? And I say, no. Well, how do I speak to them? You're connected to them. Where's the wires? Oh, it's in the air. I don't see it. It's invisible. (laughs) (laughs) But now we go, no, no, that's just how it works. It's phones. It's technology. It makes sense. Energy work is the same. And it's fascinating that it's been used for thousands and thousands of years. And it's beautiful that there's so many books, even published medical research papers on energy healing, whether it's Reiki or different forms of energy work. And yet the majority of people either aren't aware of those studies, papers, or they're not aware of the book, so they don't read them. But it's packed with so much science. And starting with that quote is magic is science not yet understood. There's things in the past that were considered impossible. The earth was flat and the earth is the center of the solar system. You thought (laughs) otherwise, you were the quack. (laughs) And now you realize, oh, it's different. And say, okay, this is how it works. So if we start with, there's a a perspective that was taken over the last couple of years where it's like the science is settled. And I come from a space that science is never settled. You know, for example, gravity is still called the theory because the idea with science is that this is the best information we have available to us right now. And given that information, we'll make certain conclusions about it and we'll roll with that until better information presents itself. And then if that, if that you know, supersedes or contradicts the old one, then we're going to take the new thing. Mm -hmm. It's like like when you know better, you do better kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so if we come from that space, 
I want to be a true scientist. And I'd ask all of our listeners to be that too. And a true scientist is curious. A true mm-hmm. scientist experiments. You're willing to say, there seems to be something going on here. How does that actually work? And so I'll give an example. There's something most of our listeners, if not everyone, has probably heard of, the placebo effect. And if we say, well, what is that? You think you're going to get something. You believe you're going to get something that's going to help you, whether it be a sugar pill or a liquid or something. Maybe a, maybe a doctor, healthcare practitioner tells you it's medicine. You mm-hmm. take it. You believe it. And a high percentage of the time, you get better. Now, there's placebo effects with medication, but there's also placebo effects with surgery. There's people who have done just two groups. One had knee surgery and the other one, they both got told they needed knee surgery because they both supposedly did based on x-rays. One of them gets the knee surgery and the other group, they just get cut and a scar is formed and then they get sewed back up. But they both get told they had the knee surgery. Fast forward about a year, both of them have the exact same results. If not, the, the one who got the placebo surgery had better results. Wow. You sit there and you say, how does that work? And why is it that a pharmaceutical company spends however many millions of dollars they spend on a study to do a placebo-controlled double-blind experiment, and the placebo might be 30, 40, 70% as effective as the drug? Like, how does that even work? Even when you tell somebody they're getting a placebo, sometimes they even get better. (laughs) So it's like- It just proves that our mind is so powerful. Yeah. Now there's a flip side to the placebo. So there's the placebo and the the one that's less known by most people is the nocebo effect. Mm. The nocebo effect, think of it more like the negative aspect of of the placebo. So you go to a doctor and the doctor gives you a prognosis. They tell you you've got such and such condition. And let's say worst case scenario, you got three months to live. You've got six months to live. If you believe what that doctor says, you typically die in that three months or six months. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the same if you go like in like Haiti, like voodoo culture, and the witch doctor points the bone at you. And if you believe in that culture, that means that you're cursed now or you're going to die. There's 20-year-olds that drop of a heart attack as a result of that. And you sit there going, how did that happen? And at least from a, I'm not going to speak from the voodoo perspective because that's not my expertise at all. But just from the perspective of a, like the, my understanding of the science of it, how powerful is your belief? How powerful is where you put your attention? So we said earlier, are you happy with who you're being? Are you being the you you believe you should be being? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not, like, what are you believing about yourself? Because we don't see the world the way it is. We see it the way we are. And so however you're viewing yourself, whatever challenges Mm -hmm. you've got going on that are unresolved, whatever experiences you've had in your life that weren't experienced because they were suppressed, you project that out. It's, It's almost like the external world serves as a canvas. Because think about it like this, whatever you've experienced in your life is, a, is as a result of your five senses, as well as your thoughts and your imagination. But you've never experienced anything outside of you. Mm-hmm. And for most people, that sounds like crazy and weird and radical because they go, what do you mean? Light enters your eye, but light doesn't have like an image. Light is just photons. And light's actually like white. You can't see it. But light enters your eyes your brain makes sense of it. And then your eyes get like you project out an image. So whatever you're seeing now, you're seeing in your head and you're, mm. and you're brain projecting it out. You hear my voice right now, but you're actually just hearing sound coming into your ear. Your brain's interpreting it and you're hearing me in your head. You, if somebody touches your hand, you're not feeling them. You're feeling your nerve endings in your hand getting stimulated. Mm. And so when you realize like your whole experience is an inside out experience. And so bringing that to energy, if we come from a space of, I said, there's four aspects to our being, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. I often find that healing occurs from the top down. And so it's like, where is the root cause of the problem? If somebody has a problem in their physical, you broke a leg, let's say, energy work can help that. It can help it heal faster, but you got to mend the bone. You got to do whatever you need to do. If you need the surgery, that's going to help you. Mm-hmm. But I've worked with people that had autoimmune conditions and I helped them heal from that where they didn't have it anymore. And they had it for decades, but it was because their doctor was trying to use just medication to, to fix the problem or at least to keep it stable, which again, could be helpful in the moment, but it wasn't curing it. And their autoimmune disease started because they were abused for 20 years and they had so much mental mm-hmm. and emotional trauma that was unresolved that by helping them release that and reach a state of forgiveness, equanimity, peace within Mm -hmm. their symptoms went away. 
Is that always going to happen? It depends on the cause. Mm -hmm. But for them, that's exactly what they needed. And so when I think of energy work, to give an example, I love stories. And so, you know, two stories that come to mind. And they're, you know, I think of it as it's all as energy work. One person, guy was in California and I'm in New York and I get a call from him. And it turns out, you know, this guy had a late stage pancreatic cancer years ago and it was very extreme. And he was one of the fortunate people, did a surgery and he's okay years later. They're very rare from that perspective. Starts having all these neurological symptoms. He goes to his neurologist, gets a brain scan. Turns out he has multiple brain aneurysms and strokes that are so significant and severe. The doctor said, this is what's causing your symptoms, but there's nothing we can do about it. And they told them to expect a massive stroke probably within six weeks. And they told them to get his affairs in order because, you know, he probably wouldn't survive it. So mm-hmm. first time you're getting a prognosis like that. And at that point, it's almost like hopelessness sets in. Like, what do you do about yeah. that? And so he reaches out to me and we had this conversation. He's a very religious man. And I just, you know, I, I never try to change what anybody believes. I just, I step into their beliefs because that's what they believe and it'll help them. And so I said to him, you know, do you believe that God brings people together for a reason? And he said, absolutely. And I said, I have something that I believe can help you. I can't guarantee it, but I would love to share it with you. And if you're, it might sound weird. Are you open to that? And he just goes, I'm open to anything. And I share with him about the energy work that I do. And we did a 40, we ended up doing a 45 minute Zoom session. And very often when I do energy work with people, the cool thing about energy from a quantum physics perspective, it's all one energy, it's all interconnected. And so anyone of our listeners, maybe you think about somebody that you haven't thought about in a, in a while and they call you mm-hmm. or the rings and you go, oh, it's Mary. And you look and it's actually Mary mm-hmm. or Mary, call, Mary calls you. I was just, you call Mary. I was just thinking about you. Like, what's that? There, it's almost like your unconscious mind, your spirits like connected to cosmic Wi-Fi, cosmic. Mm-hmm. And while you thinking about someone, it's like it gets entangled. And so if you come from that space that it's all one distance doesn't matter. So I I do energy work hands-on with people in person, but I also do it all around the world. So this guy, we have this 45-minute session, and it's very common. People see me. They feel me when I'm in the room with them in my mind. (laughs) And then every day, I did some healing for him for about 15, 20 minutes. And about nine days later, he goes to his uh, doctor. He gets another brain scan. His brain's completely healed. The doctor said, we have no idea what happened. Like, this is a miracle. Recently, I've had people, like, their tumors are shrinking. Like, all these things are happening. And I don't come from a space that like, it's quote unquote me, you know, it's not me doing mm-hmm. it, I'm a facilitator of it. There, there's a spirituality definition that, that you can say, or rather a, how does this work? And there's a scientific way of doing it. At the end of the day, I think they're one and the same. Mm-hmm. Right? We come from a spiritual perspective. It's God, source, universe. It's just coming through. And then it's like, I do what I can to be the clear channel to allow it to come through. But if we think about it from a scientific perspective, it's like, it's all frequency. It's all vibration. And there's something in physics called constructive interference and destructive interference. And when something constructive interference-wise, it's like you drop a rock in a pond and there's a ripple. If you drop the two rocks at the same height at the same time, the ripple goes out. But when the ripples hit, they cancel out. And so it's almost like you meet the frequency of the quote-unquote problem and you neutralize it. Mm -hmm. So it's incredible. I don't pretend to fully understand how it works. But what I have seen over and over again is not only that it helps... But it helps, it can help pretty much every, everything. There's the physical, mm-hmm. the mental, there's the emotional. And just being able to see these quote-unquote miracles happening in people's lives, there's always hope. There's always a second opinion, a third opinion, a fourth opinion. When somebody gives you, this can't be helped, this can't be fixed, this can't be cured. What they're telling you is, from my paradigm, from my point of view, given my training, this is how it works. And that's fine. A doctor mm-hmm. or a healthcare practitioner can be sincere and they can be sincerely wrong. Yes. And because that's the case, it's not any disrespect to them. They probably mean mm-hmm. the best, they want to help you. And I can tell you there's pretty much every condition that's ever been had, somebody in the world has healed it. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody can do it, that means that it's at least possible that you can. Doesn't mean that it will happen, but just creating that possibility, you're not in that nocebo effect anymore. Now right. you're, you're in that hope space. And you're in the hope space. And there's where you find miracles. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's so beautiful. Do you practice yoga? 
Yeah, actually, I, uh, so I'm I'm in a recent uh, new relationship for the last three months, and it's gone so beautifully. And she's rookie uh, at heart for sure. Oh, and good! I'm so happy. And we practice yoga on the weekends together, and oh, also that's the physical good. component. And there's the mental, emotional, spiritual component of yoga. That's an everyday practice for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. I'm so happy. We're gonna take a short break, and we'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Ignited Goddess offers a professional and personalized eight-week radiant health course designed for women. This online course consists of custom-designed modules based on the principles of Ayurveda and yoga with an emphasis on mind, body, and soul to support well-being and a healthy lifestyle. Clients are rewarded with a renewed sense of beauty and life-changing results. Participants in the course meet twice a week online in a group environment. The program starts with personal, one-on-one, individual consultation with each client. Each weekly course offers creative building blocks to strengthen a healthy foundation towards better health and well-being. For more information on Ignited Goddess and details regarding the Radiant Health course, visit ignitedgoddess.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki. Have a question for Christine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Ignited Goddess Show. I'm your host, Christine Duraki. And today we have Dr. Jamil. I was talking to you about if you practice yoga. And I was asking it because you were saying the practice of non-attachment. And that's a huge thing in yoga. And, And one of my favorite books that I read in my yoga teacher training was Anatomy of the Spirit. And I was wondering if you've ever read that. I haven't. Carolyn Miss. No, you haven't? I haven't read it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, I think that it would be a book that you really enjoy because of everything that we've been talking about. And um, in the book, it talks about the chakras and the energy centers and, and how disease can be in each one of the the chakras and it kind of correlates to things that you have been talking about during this whole episode. So I just thought it would be a very interesting thing for you to read and then to get back to me and tell me if you liked it or not. So thank you for the recommendation and I'll definitely pick it up. And when it comes to the chakras, I think this could be interesting for our listeners because everyone comes from a different place. Mm Mm-hmm. Will hear chakras and they're on, they're on board. They're like, that sounds great. And some people hear chakras and they go, that sounds like kind of weird. I don't know what that is. Yeah. So thing is, uh, so when I went to Hawaii for my Hawaiian energy training, I learned that. So in Hawaii, they have the concept of sh- of chakras as well, but they didn't have the word. That's the at the Sanskrit word. So they mm-hmm. have what they call mokus. Mokus. Mm. So chakra means wheel. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is you have these like the wheels and the energy centers. Moku is more like island. So from a Hawaiian perspective, you have the islands, mm. you have islands outside and the islands inside. And so when you think about all these ancient cultures, they all had these, all, they had like the same um, concept. They labeled mm-hmm. it a different way. And science has shown now that certain machines they have that can detect, you know, voltage energy in the body. And if you go over where the chakras are supposedly are, mm-hmm. there's like nerve fiber bundles there. The energy signature is different in those mm-hmm. areas than it is anywhere else. 5,000 years ago, traditional Chinese medicine talks about meridians. Mm-hmm. And they find now the fascia. So if you think about for our listeners, you've got your skin and below your skin, you've got your fascia. I like to think of the fascia as like a saran wrap around the whole body, right under the skin. And it's one continuous piece from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes. And with acupuncture, as an example, you put needles in the fascia in a certain point and you get all these chemicals around the blood and the body that get upregulated, downregulated, and it makes sense if you have this one continuous sheet that was heavily innervated with nerve fibers and everything, information, it's like an information superhighway. You do something at one part of it, it lets the rest of it know. 
Mm-hmm. And so they found out with these meridians, oh, they're actually there. Like they're in the fascia. There's grooves in the fascia. Like they're actually there. And I have no idea how 5,000 years ago, like they knew that. But it's just one of those things. Science is magic, not yet. I keep mm-hmm. magic, science not yet. <laughs> and so if we come from that place with the chakras, I've done energy work with people where they're on a table. I'm in the room with them, but I'm not touching them. I might be three feet in the air. And as I start moving over a chakra and I feel something there to like, let's say dissolve it, I'll do the work and they start crying. Now their eyes are closed. They're sitting on the table. They they don't know what I'm doing. And obviously I'm three feet on top of them. So they're not feeling my touch necessarily. And they start feeling as I'm bringing the energy up their system, let's say from the base all the way up, it's almost like it starts bubbling up and then it starts coming out and it's coming out to be healed. If it's coming mm. up, it's coming up to come out. I often tell somebody, uh, one of my coaching clients said to me years ago, how do I know when it's time to make a change? And I told her, when you ask that question. Mm, you know then. <laughs> you know then. <laughs> you're asking the question, clearly something's not right. Yeah. Right. So you're coming from that space of if something's coming up for me right now, but it's uncomfortable. So what do most of us do? We push it back down. But it's coming up for a reason. In the same way, in the beginning, when you asked me about the naturopathic medicine and the spirit stuff and the coaching and the energy work, do I just do like one or two? Or I, and I said, they're all interconnected in the same way that physically, if you've got a rash on your skin or you're coughing, what does that represent? Your body's trying to eliminate something. And so you get to decide at that point, what am I going to do? There's certain medications and you know holistic remedies that will support the expectoration of that, getting it out of the system, which actually speeds up the healing. And there's certain medications and things you can take that stop the symptom, but they also stop it from coming out. Mm. And so if you stop it from coming out physically, emotionally, mentally, all these kind of things, it's all connected. So how do you, in a way, I like the metaphor of of a rain barrel. The rain barrel, you want it to be, let's say, empty, ideally. But we live in the the quote-unquote real world, and it's never empty, but there's holes on the bottom. And as the rain comes in, it's able to drain. And so it's draining out faster than it's filling up. So your barrel never overflows. But over time, let's say you get physically constipated, emotionally constipated, mentally constipated. You're not really sweating as much. And so there's something called emunctories. And the emunctories are the body's pathways of elimination. And so it's your GI system. It's your kidneys. It's your skin. It's your lungs. Some people say your liver. And then I like to add the mind. That one is not usually added, but I add that one in. And so from that space, this is how your body gets rid of everything. And so from that space, you say, if those are clogged, the rain barrel is not draining as fast. It's not draining as effectively. So the rain starts to accumulate. And as it accumulates, let's say 30%, 40%, 60%, you go, I don't feel so good. But if you keep suppressing, if you keep pushing it down, if you don't open up those pathways of elimination, whether they're physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, eventually it overflows. And when it overflows, that's when you get the diagnosis. And disease happens. Yeah. And depending on whatever treatment you're using, is that treatment getting to the cause, which is you've got clogged holes and we got to open those up so the rain can drain, or is it just keeping you right below overflow? And at that point, it's like, always get that second, third opinion, always come from the space of, is this actually getting to the cause of what's going on? If no one's been able to help, that doesn't mean no one can help. It just means that whatever you've tried hasn't been working. And the beauty is you can always try something different. And so as we begin to wrap up, just coming from that space of what if you stepped into, like you said, the hope place? What if you stepped into, there is something I can do today. There's little choices I can make. There's a quote from Jordan Peterson that I love where he said something like, for some people, it's really hard to think about what can I do to like really positively benefit my life? So he flips it to the negative because he finds people have an easier time with it. And he says, What's something like astonishingly, astonishingly stupid that I do on a regular basis <laughs> that I know is bad <laughs> for me? But if I stop doing it, my life will probably get better. And he goes, almost everybody can think of one or two things. Yeah, little improvements. Yeah. And if we just start there, you start to get better off. And you go, you know, I slept a little better today. I drank some more water today. I got more sunshine. I moved my body. I have some more community. I laughed more. <laughs> yeah, I- just start noticing that. Yeah, there's all the point. The point I'm getting at there is there's always something we can do. And mm-hmm. if you're listening, it's never too late. And it comes from that space that if you're alive, you've got time. And so let's use it. Let's use it to the most effective way we can. And let's come from that space that I actually not only can get better, 
but it's almost like a knowing of like, mm-hmm. I already am. Okay, I said earlier, you're not that, you are that which doesn't change. So thoughts, feelings, they come and go. So does your body. Your body's <laughs> literally brand new every year. On a cellular level, everything's turning over, but you remain. And whatever yes. you call that, soul, spirit, life, <laughs> but you remain. And that can't get sick. Yes. Well, let's tell our listeners how they can find you because our time went way too fast. Absolutely. And so uh, my website is jamilsayeg.com. It's J-A-M-I-L-S-A-Y-E-G-H. And over the years, I've also put hundreds and hundreds of pieces of content that are really digestible, quick to access, but very helpful. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Jamil Sayeg, D-R in my name. And Facebook and LinkedIn is just Jamil Sayeg. And if I can support you, whether from a healing component, coaching component, would love to have a conversation. You can find the links on the social media or the website. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on. I, it was so wonderful. And you can find me at Instagram, Ignited Goddess. And my website is ignitedgoddess.com. And in, n- until next week, big love. Breathe some in, breathe some out, and let it fill your mind, your body, and your soul. Next week, we have Pam Bootler uh, Wellness, and she'll be talking about her new website and business. See you then. Thanks again. Thank you, Jamil. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Ignited Goddess. We hope you've learned a lot. Join us next week for another informative and empowering episode.